gotta do your dance. Gotta get that dance going. What you looking for? What you looking for? Getting them beers. Getting them beers. Getting them beers. It's your boys. Welcome back to Happy Hour Quick Sixer Podcast. It's your boys, Pat Ars, Drew Pasley. We're going to have a quick sip later, too. I'm going to introduce those fools later, but introduce them right now. That okay. Bird Song Brewing Company. This one's that Rewind Lager. Of course, this mm-hmm. is our sponsor for this episode. Hashtag, you know, Hashtag go check bird. out that Bird. <laughs> Hashtag, Hashtag Bird, bird Song. <laughs> That's that Charlotte, North Carolina beer. Yeah. Um, Drew, for the first time. Oh, go hold on. Hold on. Go ahead. Do that. Ooh. Ooh. This okay, so f- fair shake on this one. We haven't had any of these beers. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. But so you know I'm what? I'm about to pour mine in real quick though. Oh yeah, and I'm gonna do a sip. Oh, oh you, you get that sip first? You get that pint that pint uh koozie? koozie though? It's got both sides. So YouTube viewers mm-hmm. go check that out. There's a pint koozie. I never seen one of these. They sent it to us. Can, you can do a can sip, huh? I'm gonna do can sip first. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, oh, this nice. I like that. This is nice. Oh, let me go ahead and pour this into my pint glass. Mm-hmm. Oh, love that. This oh. is actually really good, man. I, I, I know. I'm pleasantly <coughs> surprised. Really, yeah, yeah. Like good, sh- good shit. My, my my Charlotte, my boys in Charlotte. I know, I know that Charlotte, Ooh. that Charlotte NC. That's it. It's a nice. I don't know if you can see. Here's a YouTube viewer. If you can see that. That's like a golden joint, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is actually of, really good. It's kind of honey tasting. Yeah, and it's got kind of a ha- little hazy to it. It might be my glass, but like when no, I'm looking through, it's just your glass. It's just it's got a yeah. It's just. Your I glass. mean, it's pretty. No, it's pretty clear. That's pretty this clear. This is nice, man. I fi- I feel like I should be All able right. to see through it though. Um. So I don't want to fuck her name up, but we got to give a shout out to the homie. Uh. Ah, shit. We'll see if I fuck her name up, though. You what going you think, to? You, you think? stay fucking names up. Tara Goulet. Oh. Or Goulet. I think that's how it is. You, you but it's probably Goulet. <laughs> you know. You did her name up. You know, you know, I, know you I love that. I hope I, I hope I got it right. Shout out, Tara. Thank you for sending this. This is so cool. Um, Yeah, so we have actually, what I was going to say earlier, we have, for the first time, kind of notes about these, uh, these beers they, they sent us. This is pretty sick. Nice little presentation so, too. I'm looking at. I right love now. that. I love that. And Drew Drew commented earlier um, about their graphics. So this like cassette thing mm-hmm. on the rewind logger, it's pretty sick. You know how you used to you used to have to rewind the those cassettes with the pencil. That's mm-hmm. nice. And <laughs> That's you all. like you said you like their geometry bird thing, right? I do. I like the shapes. It's like minimal, but it also kind of like reminds me a little bit of Keith Haring, except for his is like more round. Uh, mo- so f- like previous episodes, you could see my Keith Haring poster up there, uh, right yeah. there little canvas. It kind of reminds me of that. Like his his shit is very minimal but colorful and stuff, and theirs is mm-hmm. very minimal. I'm digging <clears throat> it. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, what do you think about what, what do you think about this logger right now? Let me just go ahead and get one more sip. I tell you, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. bro, this is a really good logger. Like it's solid. Okay. Like I'm not getting any aftertaste, weird alcohol, cheap mm. beer taste or anything like that. Like it's just mm-hmm. as soon as it hits my mouth, it just it just wants to go down. You know what I'm saying? I do. It's real <laughs> easy. That's what she said. Oh, uh, <laughs> that's that crispy um, boy. Oh, this actually 
uh, that Brewer notes, this is more than your average crispy boy. Um, yeah, no, it literally says that in the notes. Mm-hmm. So, um, fun. We're gonna we're gonna hit the fun facts on these because we don't. You know, we don't. You don't. We we're, we're not like we're not brewers, so we don't really. We can't get in too nerdy about it. But yeah, hit the fun facts. So this rewind pilsner takes fifty four days to make, versus most of the beers, which usually take about two weeks. Hmm. That's kind of crazy. Maybe that's yeah. what we're. Maybe that's why we're thinking like this. You know, it's yeah. like a nice. Hmm. Uh, what was it? Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. You know, brew. Um, looks like oh, shout, out, shout out to Connor. Apparently, this was his idea for the the cassette and the pencil and the logo. Oh, nice. That's what's up. Um, I let me. I just want to see this. Let's see huh. the classic size lens. It's typical noble hop character with a bit of licorice, and Sterling adds a pleasant floral character to balance the aroma. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I taste licorice, but I'm getting... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm getting a little beer flavor, you know what I'm saying? A little I'm taste of beer. beer. Flavor. <laughs> yeah, it, it just it definitely says uh, it's a beer-flavored beer. <laughs> to, to reiterate what Pat was saying, uh, we ain't uh, no master brewer. We don't know. No, We're no, not no. beer connoisseurs. We just beer yeah, yeah. taste sewers. So, it says on this note actually uh, that it's a session beer, and I could definitely see that. We could have a session drinking the shit out of this. Mm. I don't know what I'm saying. Uh, what, what kind of session are you talking about? You know, just a hangout session. That's oh, what session I thought you were talking about like a skate session. Because oh, you know your boys. You have some skate sessions with this. Straight too. up. Uh-huh. <laughs> we have some uh-huh. skate sessions when they shit. <laughs> oh, God. God. Oh, some beers. You know. Um, yeah, we do. Yeah, it's a true story. Um,. <laughs> <clears throat> this says it's one of the most crisp and clean pilsners around. I'm gonna have to agree. Yeah, I'm gonna have to agree that. I mean, I you know we usually be hitting some heavier things on this. This is only I don't even think we said it. It's only a four percent alcohol in this joint. I'm curious about something though. What? So like on here, mm-hmm. on my can, it says lager. Mm-hmm. On the PDF maca beer that they have it says pilsner and i see some notes and stuff like that i wonder if that it i don't i wouldn't think that it's different like i would figure if they made this rewind beer it would be the same you know what i'm saying like i don't think they're making two different kinds of rewind but i don't really know the difference between pilsner and lager so i don't know i mean does anybody really know no I I (laughs) i mean does it taste good does it get you drunk I mean that's the the criteria in it. Yeah, and this is this uh. is that slow fade drunk. This is that four percent alcohol. Oh, this it's is that, that slow I'm gonna fade. drink a whole sixer of it. You know, yeah. a quick sixer. Oh, you know that I'm quick. Sixer. This is the oh. quick sixer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's cool though. Ooh. I like it. Oh damn, it's already getting to Pat. He burping know, everything. Some, I know, no. They said this made they made this beer in uh, 2018. Mm. Um, yeah, like we said, they're a North Carolina based. Mm. Um, brewery and we got a shout out you know got a shout out the homie tara hooking it up this was a we didn't know when we were going to get to this this sponsor because we had we got backed up for a minute with uh other stuff that we were doing yeah and whatnot but i want to we're looking at their site right now they offer you know we have three of their beers we're gonna we're gonna showcase today but they have quite a few Uh, i mean just from the front page i'm looking at eight you know so um and oh oh check this out here's positive positive thing they sell bird song masks 
Ooh. I love that, right? You know, they staying ahead of the curve. You know what I'm saying? Staying ahead of the curve. You know what I'm saying? Um, bro, we're um, going to... We, I really, you know, I really do like. First off, mm-hmm. this beer. I'm just gonna say it again. It's pretty. It's pretty crisp. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know much about breweries in Charlotte, but I wonder if they're like, you know, one of the top, because this is pretty standard right here. Like it's not a. Like it says, 45 days to make. Like they're yeah. not they're not fucking around. Like they they really care about their beer. So I'm oh, wondering yeah. if they're getting love from Charlotte. You know, I mean I hope so. You know, you can only hope so. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to. What you trying to do? I don't, you know, I'm trying. To, I'm trying to tell you some more stuff about them. You know, you can you can follow them Birdsong Brewing on Instagram. They have a Facebook page. Um, they have a shop, like a a, sh- my sh- a Shopify shop, so you can buy all their stuff. Yeah. Um, so it's began in December 2011 in uh, Charlotte, out of a great love for beer. They say, um, and they you know they produce a bunch of beers. Um, they do events, music inquiries. So they, I guess they do shows there. Okay. Um, they're located in the I'm guessing this this is Noda, so North I guess. Yeah. No, I don't know what that means. At 26 in North Davidson in uh charlotte so go check them out yeah and if i mean if you look at their facebook page and all this stuff you can see they have like eight beers on that all look really good man they Mm -hmm. got they got this one on pink robots they got a blackbird hazy sexy cool ipa oh tlc right that uh yeah yeah they got that paradise city they got that paradise city Mm. you know that that gnr Mm -hmm. um i mean bruh just on Facebook alone, they got twenty thousand people like this shit. So, Dang. they they almost as much as them. Some of them some conspiracy groups right now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 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 uh, they open eleven to eight. Go check them out. This shit looks dope. Their tap room looks dope. Looks like they got a dope patio. You can go and check out. Yeah, that's cool. But anyways, we talking about going out. You know, Oof. Drew. I've been going out. What? Bro, bro. No, not like going out. Going oh. out. But uh, you know what I'm saying. Um, and I don't. Boy, you gotta tell me. I'm about to tell you. So your boy had to chop down some trees. You know what I'm saying? Man oh, you go, shit. You're you going out to the yard. You know what I'm saying? Out to the yard. Man. I had to do some yard work, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, I was, dude, bro. I'll tell you what. what? Last night. So we decided that we weren't going to get these stumps grinded, right? Because when you chop down trees, you got to get the stumps grinded out. It's it's really whack and it takes forever. So yeah. we're just like, oh nah, I'll just cut it out with an axe or something, and then like pull it out. You know, they're yeah. small trees. So, bro, figured out yesterday that uh, the fall time, the fall time got allergies for me, bro. They got they they were hold, oh. holding it for me. Mm-hmm. Hit me hard, mm-hmm. hard. You know, I bro, I don't even know. Do you fuck with allergies? Do you have allergies at all? Constantly. I mean, no one fucks with allergies, you know. You I don't, know, fuck don't want. With them. No, no. It's but they fuck with me, bro. Dude, I I had to lay on a tilted pillow to go to sleep. My oh, ass. Oh damn. It That's got the you trick, hurt. bro. That's the trick. I had well, to take a hot as hell shower, trying to drain myself. Uh, Awful. You know, I'm so used to like I even feel like a little stuffy now. 
but I'm so used to like one waking up with you know congested and stuff like that or like mm. it's just every situation that I don't really know if it's the seasons that mess with me or if it's yeah. actual things like okay. I got um I got my I'm allergic to my cat so if I go and I oh. you know if I like take her litter out or whatever and the dust flies up or I get you know all that stuff mm-hmm. I'm a good hour I'm gone like I know oh, yeah some time to just breathe mm. uh but i i know of one thing though i'll say this yeah. having allergy symptoms during covid is scary, scary bro that's why i wanted to bring this up that's why i wanted to bring this up i'm so glad you said that so yeah no this this shit hit me so damn hard because i was pulling this this damn tree trunk out of the ground right these roots these roots you know and um I already take an allergy pill pill every day. Mm-hmm. Like every single day I take allergy pill in the morning. So I'm like, all right, you know, I shouldn't I should be fine, you know. Shouldn't be that bad. Yeah. But then this stump thing is right near a big tree in my front yard. So I'm like, fuck. I'm near this tree. I know this shit has all sorts of, you know, dead leaf pollen all sorts of shit in yeah it. it's just gonna get up in my system as soon as i start mm. like making a rustle so i was, I was oh also used a, a used a chainsaw yesterday to chop up some wood and stuff so i'm sure some of that shit was all up in there like just you know that wasn't playing either but bruh getting getting allergy sick during covid is like bro um, do i got covid did yeah. I get this shit like overnight? Like, yeah. uh, I haven't been around nobody. Like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm even, scary. I'm even scared to, like, if I swallow, like a drink, like I swallow water wrong, and I'm in public, and I gotta cough it back up a little bit. So, I'm scared people gonna be like, hmm? you know, just like, oh, like I'm Salem witch trials me. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, <laughs> bro, I know, I know, and it's so, it's not even. Dude, it's so nerve wracking. Like you got to be like, mm-hmm. all right, no, I don't have this death disease. Yeah. I'm good. I don't have. Th- it looks like you, 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 uh, flirting around with some letting people in. Huh? I'm flirting around with it. I'm waiting for the story to end. All right, all right. Um, <clears throat> but anyways, yeah, I guess that's the whole point of it. Is like, um, bro, just the nerve. It's just so nerve wracking having allergies during this time right now. So I'm like. I don't know what I'm doing. Like Meg suggested, she's like, "Why don't you go to like an allergy doctor?" And I'm like, "I don't even want to go to the doctor. You know, I don't even want to go inside a building <laughs> where so, other like, sick people have been." Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I don't care if they're getting allergy tests. I mean, like uh, they merge to everything. You know, Meg's like, "Oh, you should go to the dentist," and I'm like, "I don't want to go to the dentist. They all been oh, my shit." You know, no, they open in the mouth. They le- they go, "Oh, here's your COVID right oh. here." <laughs> <laughs> they do put it in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you, you be looking at their tools like I don't I think like, you wash that shit, did you? Yeah, no, that's that's my only thought. I'm just like, yeah. you never wash this. I, and yeah, I, 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 I saw know. you pick that up at the drawer. Yeah, I saw um, it. This didn't come out in no packaging. This shit was came out of somebody else's exactly. grill, like right in the mind. <laughs> I'm not even the, fucking the, with that. The exam room next door. Yeah, they say, oh, hold on, Mister Anderson, oh. I gotta oh, 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 oh. pull the fucking drill straight out of your mouth, put it in this other motherfucker's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this bitch needs a, a cavity search too. No oh, shit. I, I was tripping. I was like, no, I don't want to do any of this. But yeah, bruh. Anybody who's listening, 
you suffer from allergies, we we got you. We feel you. Just hit us with the oh, it's allergies. Yeah. Know? And yeah, with we, that, we need to go assemble. Ahead. All allergy people gotta have a symbol. Say no, no, no. We got it. Assembly. Yeah. You know, we gotta have like some kind of. Code. I'm, th- I'm talking. About, I don't. Like this the might Scouts be honor thing. Yeah, this like, might. This, I can't. Ooh. Which one Scouts and which one's uh? One? Oh. Uh, oh. Oh. We're doing the uh. What's that? Spocks. That's this Fox. is Fox. Oh. <laughs> Speaking of, go ahead. You know, we got we got we got a special quick sip. Special mm-hmm. quick sip today. We're gonna go ahead and let them introduce themselves, but you might have met you met this guy before. You met this guy. Of course you met this guy. Whoa. <laughs> oh shit, Riley. I'm, oh. Let's go. Let's go. Boy. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Sorry, we we were finishing a little story, but you in here now? Oh, I'm uh-huh. here now. You guys are already loose, huh? Yeah, <laughs> stay loose. Look at this. Look at this. Uh, this rewind logger. How cool is that? You would appreciate. Oh, that. I love that. Yeah, yeah. Isn't love that a good cool? cassette beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 North That's Carolina cool. bird song. It's crispy too. Cool. We got a little yeah. koozies for the pint glasses too, which I've never seen before. <laughs> yeah, it's they're shaped here. Uh, I don't want to show. I don't have a blank pint glass, but here, look at this. They're shaped. That's cool. Isn't that weird? Yeah. I've never seen a pint koozie. That's that's. I mean, that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah super cool. What you got? What you got in your hand? Uh, Logger of the Lakes Bohemian Pilsner. Ooh. I don't know. I've never had it before. Uh, was that a two bells? Is that what the top of that is? Uh, it's or bells. bells. It bells. says bells on it. There appears to be three bells. Oh, uh-huh. oh, that's it. Yeah, that's uh-huh. bells. That's a Michigan beer. So go ahead. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Bells. <laughs> you got to shit. You, you about to have? You can have. That's good. Apparently, Bell's Brewery is 100% family-owned and independent. Says ah, the box. Go so, for that. Nice. Yeah. Um, see. Speaking of uh, old Riley Bray right here, um, today, our previous episode, oh, it doesn't even matter. Um, so listeners should remember our boy Riley Bray from the episode that's already out. Um, we had a lot of fun. Yeah. And that it was, was released. <laughs> it released today. Time. So. Yeah. Oh, right on. Perfect yeah. timing to come back. I yeah. know. It was so, so exciting. We have two yeah. other beers, so it's gonna get kind of yeah. Messy. We we got some really interesting ones to try this time, so <laughs> we about to it about to get probably worse than the Lagunitas episode. <laughs> oh really? All right, cool. I'm it might to that. it might strap in, my dude. You know, get some strap ons on. All right, <laughs> oh, always, always strapping and packing, <laughs> strapping and packing. Here we go. So speaking of strapping and packing, let's talk about holiday plans. No, <laughs> did you just down it? What happened? Oh no! <laughs> what's um, up? Right, so what's going on? We got holiday plans. Yeah. So um, so turns out this year, you know this this whole year of hell, um, I'm having my parents and my brother come for Thanksgiving. Okay. So I've been thinking, you know, there's a whole bunch of articles out about like you know best practices about being around your family during the holidays or what holidays are going to look like now. The whole thing, and I'm like. Bro, I don't even know. I don't even know what to do. Like, do I tell my brother, like, bruh, just, just stay in your room for two weeks before you get here? Do I, I don't know. Is, hu- is, is hugging a thing still? Like, I don't know. It's yeah. weird. I mean, How you, you could, t- you could get it? a rapid test right before you all get together. That's what we do for work. That seems to be rapid the. Rapid test. I mean, yeah. it's expensive, though, and it's a whole thing, you know. Mm. So holiday plans, I know this mm. is crazy too because all right, I go home every year to Mississippi 
make yeah. my way to Memphis, see all the family every single year for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And last year was the year that I got married and mm-hmm. we did so much and traveling so much. And I was traveling for Gibson a lot. Riley, remember that for, mm-hmm. for oh, yeah, the process, for all that stuff. Traveling so much that I was like, I need a year off. I need a year off from traveling home for the family, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then two, three months later, COVID hits. And now I'm not going home. It's going to be two <laughs> years and maybe three years. You know, it's, it's, it's wild. Yeah. And I feel bad like I had I jumped the gun. I should have just stuck it out and said, you know what? I guess I can handle it. I guess I could go home you because guess. now I don't even get the opportunity because I don't want to fly. Like I'd really just uh, don't I don't want to get on a plane no. to Mississippi where I, I'm gonna be honest, people don't really care about wearing masks or you know my man whatever. My man, it is not even just Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> my man, have you been outside your apartment? <laughs> America. It's fucking up, bro. Yeah. Oh, Riley, what do yeah. you? What's on your? What's on your plate? Um, I have no plans yet. I mean, it's the same thing. My my family's all kind of like, uh, not sure. You know, nobody knows what to do. I'm not. I mean, I don't want to say it like you know on camera, but I'm not as concerned for myself because I already had it. Antibodies. I know that you, I know that you can get it again mm-hmm. and all that. And but yeah, I have tested positive for antibodies. But my concern is just spreading it. You know, I don't want to sure. be like. A person that makes it worse so mm-hmm. i don't know we might just kind of skip it this year i'm i'm more bummed about halloween to be honest i love oh, Halloween. yeah Ooh, like rough. i mean you know i see my family a lot but halloween <laughs> goddamn that's rough losing that one yeah we Ooh. mentioned that in the, the yeah. episode that's going to go up before this one um what, mm-hmm. like what's going to happen to trick-or-treat we do social distance oh. they're gonna everybody's gonna do the you know honor system oh, no nah, bro not just here hand out, just hand out hand sanitizer to the kids you know <laughs> just a squirt <laughs> just All every right, door just yeah. one squirt yeah. yeah spray them just you're spray them i mean you, know? you have a like, mist tent with yeah, just, hand sanitizer <laughs> yeah, exactly. instead of spooky <laughs> fog it's spooky sanitizer yeah nah, <laughs> bro yes i was telling drew uh we just did a topic a minute ago about fall allergies mm-hmm. and uh so I had to use a chainsaw to cut cut some shit down yesterday. And manly, nice. Oh, so Very fucking manly. manly. Thanks, man. <laughs> yeah, I was using an axe sure. too, like some nice. shit. I was crazy. I was that feels so good. Manly. Yeah, and I felt like awful this morning. It's like, bro, you don't you don't feel out of shape until you start doing some manual ass labor and swinging axes and wood and shit. Oh my god. Yeah. Especially Anyways. the day after. When you're doing it, you're like, I'm I'm invincible. This is amazing. Why don't I do this every day? <laughs> oh, and yeah. then the next day, you're like, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something hurts. So this chainsaw I was talking about, uh, I was like, oh, man, I don't have... I don't have a chainsaw. Like I let my buddy borrow it, and then COVID happened, so I never got that shit back. Mm. So... I have some microphones I, in that situation. <laughs> oh, there you go. Lost to COVID loans. Yeah. Yeah. So I had to hit up my neighbor. I've got one of those. You'll get it back eventually. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah. We, we need it. It's still technically, you're still technically using it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's expanded so, my web. <laughs> uh, so I hit Sorry, up my neighbor continue. across the street. He has a little kid, right? And I was like, yo, dude, can I use your, your chainsaw? And like, I have my, th- these fools around me don't give a shit about no COVID, right? So they, they just walks over. I'm like, pop on the mask, stay away from him. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, thanks for the chainsaw. You know, I'm going to use gloves when I have it, you know, <laughs> type of thing. And I'm like, oh, and it caught me. I was like, what are you guys, are you guys trick or treating this year? You know? And he was like, oh yeah. Oh, like, of course. 
just like not, nothing not, without no a doubt thought. in his mind. No doubt. I mean, this oh yeah, man I'm gonna let my kid do. <laughs> I mean, it, there's no doubt. Like, I mean, it, it, I mean, it's ugh. it's weird, bro. It, it I don't know. I don't know how I, I feel about it. You can't. You just we we try and try, but you just can't get to people. Sometimes it's just people yeah. are gonna do what they're gonna do. But yeah, trick or treating is basically just like a giant germ sharing ritual. It's like, yeah. all right, everybody go mix the neighborhood up. Everybody spread each other's germs. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, probably created the flu. It's probably it's probably what created influenza. I mean, I was I I was thinking about it, and it's like it actually. I think it 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 weirdly like helps because if you if you think about like the biome of a community, right? So like we have this yeah. fall ritual where everyone goes around and shares food and basically like spreads their germs around, which kind of prepares everyone's immune system for the winter that's coming. You know, so maybe mm. there's some subconscious human science in there. Mm, I don't know. Maybe that's yeah. my theory on uh, trick or treating. Mm. Well, Michael, welcome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hi, sorry, I'm. <laughs> No, no it's all good. It's all good. Uh, I've got a. So, my buddy just sent. It's my birthday on Wednesday, and my oh, buddy, happy birthday! Happy birthday! Thanks. Just sent me, uh, and it's already. You can see I've gotten into it, but this awesome, uh, barreled barreled Manhattan from this company that does this special process with it. And there's it, this is from Park City, Utah. Okay. And they even like there's even like vermouth in here that they have to like process in a special way to make oh. sure it. All preserves in the bottle, so I've got. So you might a get little... a little. Yeah, that's you how you might get a little. Tip. There you go. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Hey man, this is why. This yeah. is why I was like, oh shit, I can't drink if I'm doing an audition afterwards. But yeah. Now, well, now you know, you, you could. It could just <laughs> go a different way. You know. <laughs> yeah. Come on, it's a character choice. Drew, are you ready for for this I'm next ready. one? Nope. All right. Let me grab. All right. Cool. Which one did you get? The brown. Well, we decided we were going to end on that weird one. I remember. Okay. Okay. So. This next beer from, uh, you know, Birdsong Brewing Company. This is that Lazy Bird Brown Ale. So, me and Drew read the fun facts for the last beer, and we're going to read this one, too. So, um, Lazy Bird is MDLP's favorite beer that they make. Mm -hmm. Um, It was brewed as a pilot on tap, opening in 2011, so that's when they opened. Uh, Their 10 gallons went really quick, and... uh, Um, it says most of their beers have evolved over the years, but this one stayed the same. So, like um, that. this one is the one they won the most awards with. I know Drew loves a brown ale, so this is going to be kind of fun for him, I mm. think. Yeah. Yeah. That's 5. good. 5.5. Nothing too heavy. Like, I know. No, it's, it's a, we it's talked a about in the last episode, we did we did some fucked up beers. Like, it was like 8.5. I, I don't eight know two. why these sponsors keep trying to fuck us up. Like, they seriously. <laughs> I'm okay with it. I know. It's like a know. challenge. They're coming for I do. I'm like, all right. I don't want to leave the I chair. just want you some normal-ass beers. I don't want to die on a podcast. But Pat, will like. he likes those singles that are just like 10. Just, just get just do, get to the point, you know. I'm like, um, anyway, dude, this is fucking good. Yeah, it's good. Um, it's got coffee and chocolate. You can definitely taste the coffee and the chocolate in this. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Anyways. So... <clears throat> On to the next. On to the next. Well, I we're guess we about- could ask Michael since he came in a little late. Uh, we were talking yeah. about holiday plans and mm-hmm. how they might be a little skewed now because of COVID. Do you have holiday plans or do you normally do holiday plans? I normally... Hi, guys. It's Michael. Thanks for having <laughs> me, first of all. Uh, <laughs> all join your happy hour. Uh, yeah. I... I I, uh, I usually go home. I'm from the Midwest. I live out in L.A. now. I'm from Kansas City. So mm. not every year, but um, like last year I took I, I stayed in L.A. 
because I, I'm an actor and I love when LA shuts down for those two weeks in between like Christmas and New Year's because mm-hmm. it's yeah. very rare that um, you get actually like time off that you get to feel sort of guilt free for not hustling or if you're not auditioning totally. or whatever yeah. or like you know any minute you could get a commercial audition in or an audition in so you're always sort of like as a freelancer you know you're just kind of like waiting for that to happen so yeah. last year not knowing of course what 2020 was bringing sure. i told my family i was like i love you guys i'm gonna come home a little bit earlier in december have an early christmas and then go back mm-hmm. and be able to just chill out because i never get to spend just alone time in my apartment (laughs) and not and and like not feel worried that i'm gonna get called to do something yeah and so then of course 2020 happened and here we are uh and so i will be repeating that process minus going home at all this year which sucks yeah Mm. yeah i have two i have i have some family members that are high risk so i'm just you know, I could go back, but I'd have to do the two week the thing, um, yeah. quarantine thing. And I don't know whose house I would do that in because sort of every household in my family, there's somebody there that I'm, I'm worried I could get sick and really uh, make ill. So right. yeah. you riding it out. You're being responsible. Love it. Love it. Yeah, definitely. That, that's actually a positive thing. Honestly, you being responsible with that. That's fuck I, I i hate to say it but it's it seems like it's rare these days like people just get caring you know well it's tough too because even my sister you know god bless her she's like just come let's do this and i'm like no you have ra and your medication could make you really ill and she's been very good yeah. but i do feel that all of us collectively you know are at the breaking point here mm-hmm. and we have to just like hang in there a little bit longer yeah, yeah. you know mm-hmm. the thing that i keep uh, you know Speaking of happy hour, the thing that I keep sort of in the back of my mind is that after we get through this, and we will, there's yeah. going to be like a roaring 20s level if we, you know, Bro, yeah. like, like, like party. I'm um, ready. You know, the yeah. hopefully the economy, we can hang in there. But like, whenever we get over this, we're going to have like some type of small cultural renaissance. I really feel it. That happened after yeah. the, the Spanish flu, they say. You know, the roar, roaring 20s kind of came out mm-hmm. on the heel of that. Um, yeah. So that's kind of my hope is that like, look, let's just all buckle down and we will have a huge party when this is Brilliant. done. Fingers like crossed. Fingers like crossed. Um, no, I love that. That's awesome. Um, speaking of, uh, I get, we, so we definitely want to talk about Bigfoot Collectors Club, but since you're talking about work and life like in L.A., let's go ahead and talk about work-life balance in entertainment. So I, I, I got out of the game, but... Um, all three of you guys are still in that joint. So how are you guys dealing with just, you know, working plus like, you know, trying to have somewhat normal life now? Like it's kind of, I don't know. Like you, I'm, I'm yeah. assuming you did your audition virtually, right? That you yeah. Just so uh, the reason I was a little late today was because <clears throat> I was doing a, a self tape audition. So I have a, I now am a proud owner of a ring light. All right, like a you real did it. influencer. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> nice. And uh, so I set that up. I bought gray curtains that I can swap out for my kitchen curtains and have a solid backdrop. All right. I sort of have it all figured out. And then my friend Jen Kirkman, friend of the show, uh, Bigfoot Collectors Club, yeah, uh, and a brilliant comedian. She's been awesome. She's been helping me out with my auditions. So I'll oh, Facetime. Cool. I'll set up my iPad. So I'm facing her on my iPad. iPad. Mm-hmm. And then I just record on the ring light on my tripod on my phone. 
And that's kind of what's, that's kind of the new normal right now. So that yeah. I send that to my manager. He kind of cuts it together, sends it off to casting. And then I just wait. Yeah. Mm. I feel like the balancing is, it's rough because uh, like Michael said, you know, you never know when a gig's coming or you never know when an audition, something like that's coming. So it's mm -hmm. almost like there is a constant level of stress that you have. And I know mm -hmm. uh, since I do freelance film and act, I also have the double like amount of stress of booking something in the film world and then getting a commercial agent audition saying, or a, a commercial audition. They're like, hey, can you make this or whatever? And I'm like, I already booked. Yeah, you know, that like happened I, to you I, recently, didn't it? What, it what did. We had a shoot, had, and you had. It was like, yeah, I, I had. What sucked was I didn't look at the shoot date, and mm. I did the audition and got the call back, and then I saw the call back and I was like, okay, let me now it's serious, you know, because like I keep thinking <laughs> like the audition is not a thing, but then I do the call back and I see the shoot date was when we were going to be in San Francisco, me and Riley. Oh, right. Yeah. And I was like. I text my agent, I mean, email my agent or whatever, and she was not very happy with me. Yeah, agents love that. It's their favorite thing when Jeez. you bail on a callback. And they only I, like it when you've booked, when the other job is another commercial. That's the only time they're thrilled with that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And she was not happy. She was like, can you move your plans? I was like, no, I cannot Ooh. because... There this is a buyout <laughs> for the commercial that doesn't, <laughs> and I can make a lot more money doing what I'm doing here, yeah. and not mm -hmm. a lot of people are gonna see me in this commercial. <laughs> so I'm not gonna, yeah. I'm not gonna. But I would never like if I book something, I'm not going to just all of a sudden, you know, be like, oh, hey, I got a commercial, I'm not gonna do it, you know, mm -hmm. uh, unless it's like a flow type situation where <laughs> it's like millions of dollars to be the spokesperson <laughs> or something. Maybe I'll yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but it is, it's a constant like stress. And then also on top of that, if you are busy and you're working, then the family life is like, you know, put pressure on that because I'm not yeah. spending enough time on my wife. And, you know, she might be upset because I'm not doing, you know, my part in the relationship. Mm -hmm. But yeah, man, it's it's hard to balance. But you find <laughs> things, you find ways, you know. Yeah. At the end of the day, I would never trade freelance life for like a straight job. I, I don't know. I've had opportunities and had moments when I've thought about it, but I just like... I just can't like I, I there the freelance thing is stressful because you kind of feel like you've never finished your day at work forever. That's just how it is. You're just like always yeah. like a like keeping track of things in your head and a little bit worried and like thinking about booking your next thing and like juggling the schedule. Like I mean, Michael knows well about the way that between Michael, Bryce, and I juggling all of our schedules, trying to make our show every week and make a Patreon, mm. and it's like it's crazy that it all gets done, and then we're all just you know hustling all the time it's yeah and i feel like even if you do got a nine to five it's not like your job anymore ends at five o'clock you're still bringing that work home with you too i know true. that with the people in my life who have that gig so why not do the freelance thing be just as stressed as a nine to fiver maybe yeah. not I, I think the trade-off is just not having that you know Stability. steady paycheck that yeah. you can count on Definitely. But, and th yeah, but, there's moments of feast and famine, especially as like entertainment industry uh, freelancer. It's like it's really good and then it's really scary, but it always kind of yeah. comes back around oh, to really God. good again. And then when it and then when it's really scary and then something good comes along, it's like a straight shot of endorphins. You know, it's, <laughs> yeah, like, it's like I knew how I did it. I knew yeah. I was doing the right thing. You really feel like God exists and he loves me. Right. He's, he was planning this this it's, whole time. It is his will. <laughs> 
Yeah, oh, Riley, man. you would die if you had to do a nine to five, dude. I, really I mean, That's not, this I'm is not a man. Cut out for it. This is a man who out. does not like to check his phone at all. He's. You would not enjoy that. You, you would die, dude. I would. You would die. You're very Love patient it. with me with those things, though. It's okay. <laughs> I, if I gotta be the nag, I'll be the nag. But it's all, it's all right. <laughs> it's, it's I mean, I, I don't. We see, worked out our dynamic. I was about to say, I might be, the, I might be the nag to Drew. Honestly, yeah. He, oh, he always be saying, hey, you know be. that episode's coming up in three days. You gotta edit it. I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's a text I sent like an hour ago. Literally, like, an hey, hour Drew, ago. Uh, you know, there's a one coming up. <laughs> Get it I, together. Michael and I turned uh, coined the term "friendly reminder." That's how I was like. I told oh, yeah. him, I was like, "Look, I need deadlines. I need reminders. Just say friendly reminder, oh and then we'll God. always know it's not passive aggressive." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you two are the same. It oh is always very easy for me to, because I do get a little type A with that stuff, and it's just I think honestly, it's just my upbringing in like theater school, and then having like call time. So I'll fire off, be like, "Hey guys, be here at five o'clock." Uh, what's, you know, let me know, you know, and I can just mm-hmm. sound very unintentionally sort of curt, you know. So whenever <laughs> I whenever I have to do something like that and be like, I I'm always have that moment of anxiety where I'm like, I feel like I'm going to sound like a dick doing this. And then in, and then inevitably me trying not to sound like a dick, I sound it's, like a that's dick. That's what does you know? it, yeah. yeah. Nah, dude, you so, can't, Michael, you can't even trip on that. You know how many times I've called Drew and been like, bruh. I'm sorry. I know I was a dick earlier. Like I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I've I'm had so a few sorry. of those moments just with please, the boys. <laughs> just please I, upload the episode and let's do yeah. this job. You know? <laughs> Dude, no, we were talking business because we were thinking about all right. We're gonna try and make this this season because the first two seasons were one thing, but we're gonna try to make this season different. We're gonna like put mm-hmm. our you know best foot forward. We're gonna do all this stuff. And then, like, as things started coming in, like, I was buying things or whatever. I was trying to get stuff for the show and make it right and paying for advertisement or whatever. And then, like, I was like, hey, Pat, we should keep track of our money. I didn't hear from Pat for, like, two days. And I was like, Pat, what's going on? And he was sour about the money thing. And I was like, no, 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 no. I'm not talking about I want you to pay me back. I'm saying, like, we should keep track in case we make money. We should, you know, like. (laughs) I was just like, man, this motherfucker bringing in money into it right now. (laughs) We're not, like, two episodes into this shit. Like, what the fuck? Anyway. He's just trying to come up with a cool idea. I know. I was, Dude, I was so bummed. I was like, we're on a stride right now. I was like, I "I got to think about this. I'm not even going to call this fool back right now. Here's the thing. It's like, it's a whole thing with business and friendship. You know, it's like you have to take some of those feelings out to actually make mm-hmm. things like work, because if you do have feelings about, you know, you're going to they're going to you're going to catch them and then mm. you're going to be pissed off. Well, catch it's like feelings. I feel like it really is like and I'm not a musician, but Riley and I've discussed this how like mm-hmm. doing a podcast is really kind of like having a band. And I feel like this is the I first time I've really experienced that long term dynamic because you're also not only dealing with like friendship business but then also artistic styles too mm. you know and just work ethics and i we're we're lucky that the three of us between riley bryce and i we have extremely strong work ethic i really feel that way we might work in a little bit different ways but for the most part we come to get it all comes together in a way that ultimately mm. we're we all know we're on the same page you know yeah, um uh, you know but it is funny like I think I think the one like dynamic hurdle for Riley and I is like Riley, like I'll I'll hit a thing where suddenly I'm having like a scheduling crisis and I'm trying to like get a hold of the boys, and then 
and then Riley will get back to me 48 hours later and be like, I was at the lake. I didn't, I didn't use my phone. And I was like, I was hey, at the I lake. don't care. Just tell me you're going to the lake so Love I don't it. know why you're yeah. not talking to me. I, I feel like that's a new Bigfoot Collectors Club t-shirt. I was at the lake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's really good. Yeah. So it's mysterious. Good. Yeah, it's just Riley in a canoe with yeah. Nova looking at the and stars. Then, and there's like a Loch Ness monster in the background or something like that. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Just something stupid. Something. Something know. different. Something. I like yeah. that. You're hired. We could I don't know why. Ooh, I, I feel like it. this <laughs> might be weird. This might be weird, but I feel like there's some kind of nudity aspect to this T-shirt. Oh. Or, or, you know, <laughs> I, I, I don't know lake. why. Yeah, I don't know. It Maybe be, Drew. It could be Riley sunbathing. running through the woods with the wolves. You know, <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> tastefully so, covering yeah. genitalia. The, exactly. <laughs> the wolf tail. The wolf tail. Yeah, covering. Love it. Love it. So. Before so I took I I was curious because we we usually don't have a pint koozie. This is a thing that I've never seen before. So I took it out of the sleeve. This is not a uh, birdsong branded pint glass, but I wanted to see how dark it was. That like is, look how dark it's like pretty dark. That's like black coffee, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but anyways. And you would think nice. I I don't drink a lot of beer anymore, but when I get a craving, I tend to go towards like a, a stout or a dark oh, brown ale. ale. Yeah. Okay. I like you, are you a Guinness guy? Like, love Guinness. Yeah. Are you an Irish you're an Irish drinker, huh? Uh, uh biologically I have some Irish blood in me. Yes, so <laughs> yeah. I guess it makes sense. A lot of yeah. English, Scottish and Irish, that's pretty much. But uh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I do love I do I it's funny I'll, I I mm. either like to go really dark or really light. Like I love mm. like a blonde or like a summer lager. Like get okay. you know something really light like that. I used to drink IPA for a while, like uh, during mm. the 2015 Royals season when they went all the way and won the World Series. I'm from mm-hmm. Kansas City, I think I mentioned. I really got into a superstitious pattern where I would have to oh, drink God. an IPA with mm. every game, and and then I would end the game. Would if if we were if uh, when Wade Davis, our closing pitcher, would come out, I would switch yeah. to Sauvignon Blanc, which is like not a great idea. <laughs> oh, if you've had no. a lot of IPA and then you yeah, switch to rough. white wine that's all real. of a sudden, that's a rough combo. It's yeah. a rough combo, but <laughs> it was you know I was superstitious. They but had to I, win. Yeah, I had to stop drinking IPA and for, and really cut back on the white wine after that season because I got <laughs> a little too drunk too often. Yeah, and some of these we're talking like day games where I was like oh. really watching them and I had nothing to do, and I'd be like, "All right, it's ten o'clock in the morning. Here we go. <laughs> you got to do your I've part." Been there, I've been there for uh, golfing. My family. So every anytime I go down and visit my my dad, my brother, he's always like, "Yo, we should go golfing in the morning." It's like my dad's retired now, and my brother doesn't do shit, so. And we're like, you know, all right, let's go golfing in the morning. And that always entails like an 8 a.m. tee off, 12 pack in the cooler. <laughs> let's go ahead and do nine holes. Let's not do the whole thing. 18. That shit's gone by we're the time. Make it. <laughs> no, it's like it, it, it's like me and my brother are driving the cart. Right. And we're like, so when do we crack this beer? And it's usually immediately <laughs> after we get the cart. So it's like. <laughs> I'll reach back and be like, all right, here we go. You know, <laughs> it's like, it's an excuse for you. It's oh, just like bro. airport it's beer. It's more than it's an excuse. Beer. My dad, golf my dad fucking hates beer, it. Yeah. My dad hates it. He's like, Pat, what? He's like, if you ever meet my dad, he's kind of a, he's kind of a brash New Yorker. Right. So he's like, Pat, what the fuck? Like, why are you yelling all in the course? You know, it's 9am. And I'm like, 
I'm like, Dad, I treat this thing like a sport. You got to cheer for it. You know, you got to be psyched about it. And like, anytime you hit the ball real good, I'm like, fuck yeah. Like, here we go. Yeah. And like, my my brother's like, bro, there's people on this course. And I'm like, I don't give a shit. They're like 100 years old. Like, let's treat this thing like it's the World Series. And I purposely dress up in like the wackest gear there's ever been. Like, purposely. Like, the most... The most floral thing you've ever seen, yeah. shirt. <laughs> like I'll to. tuck my my socks into my pants. Like we get super weird, you know, like nineteen thirties golf. golf. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if I had like a, a golfer cap thing, I would totally wear it. But yeah, they hate going golfing with me. But, were you uh, the were you the life of the party? Like, in high, were you the kid in high school that like saw the guy in the old movies wear a lampshade on his head? So you're like, I'm gonna put this lampshade on my head and keep this party alive. <laughs> You're like that party. You're party clown. You're the party. No, clown, right? no, not necessarily. But I will definitely keep 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 the keep it going. If 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 it's starting to die, I'm I'm not I'm not about ending a party. I'm definitely I'm not so, the end. I think he just likes fucking with his family. I don't. Think I love he, fucking with family. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think it. he's a li- I don't think he's love that character. But he's yeah, that. Not he's that like. Guy. Yeah, he's Listen, a, I'm, I apologize. I feel like I offended you for suggesting no, 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 party no. clown. No, my shame. I want to walk that back. Look, we're no, all no, no, on no, podcasts no, no. here. We're we're all party clowns. No, no, yeah, no. my shame and my offending honest. me has gone out the window a long time ago. <laughs> I, Believe me, you I can ask like my wife. I I will fucking make fun. Like I will do things that I, I think are pretty okay, but then they just embarrass the shit out of her all day. Mm-hmm. Like Spe- all day. Speaking of. Happy oh. Hour Quick Sixer Podcast. <laughs> yeah, speaking of, she has headphones, like noise-canceling headphones outside the door. <laughs> uh, but anyways, so speaking of fun uh, podcasting things, let's talk about Bigfoot Collectors Club. So you are two of the three, the the tripod of this this thing. Let's, let's hear about it. I Riley, like, why don't why don't you kick it off? I like being referred to as a tripod. That's you are a tripod. I love it. <laughs> You're so technical, Riley. <laughs> That's good. Um, I mean, uh, Bigfoot Collectors Club is a comedy paranormal podcast. Uh, it it's hosted by uh, this fellow right there. If you're watching in gallery mode, uh, Michael McMillan <laughs> and Bryce Johnson, who's not here uh, because he's off working on a very secret project. Mm. Um, R.I.P. Bryce. No, no, he's, he's fine. He went to the afterlife. He's going to report back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's going to be mind blowing for our show. It's, it's really going to take us to the next level. He's still hosting, yeah. but he's dead. <laughs> That's how good of a paranormal Ghost podcast out. we are. You know, yeah. Uh, but yeah, we, we, are we have actually like, dead. No. We have guests every week, amazing guests, um, actors, comedians, musicians, paranormal mm. experts. We interview them about their personal paranormal history and we share stories mm. of high strangeness. The stories of high strangeness have kind of evolved into like a almost like a radio play. Um, that I, I score, and uh, every week Michael and Bryce research and and write about different paranormal topics. Um, and Riley's Riley's modest when he says I score, but like, it's it's been awesome watching the evolution of this take place because originally when we, we when we started the show there was no uh, real musical element to it at all other than the the theme song, which is I just want to shout out uh, Sun Eaters who wrote our our theme song, but. Um, I, I don't remember. It was almost, I, I almost want to say it was like close to a year into doing the show. Mm-hmm. No, that Riley. that long? Wow. I, it might be. See, we've now been doing, we're coming up on three years, mm-hmm. which is wild to me. Um, 
Thank you. Uh, for the if you're listening, uh, Pat gave a silent. <laughs> a silent golf, yeah. well, you know, if you could just bring some of that to, like... to the golf course, Pat, I think your dad would be like a lot I'm happier. Like, yeah, um, go but, ball. Uh, you know, but uh, uh, but we just you know at one point we were like Riley, we're sitting in this clubhouse or the studio, which we call the clubhouse, with all of this just you know mm-hmm. musical, all these instruments, as you can see. And and we've got this really talented musician. We're like, Riley should be like making music for these segments of high strangeness. So we started doing them live in studio with the guest, which was really fun. Mm-hmm. And one of the big bummers about the pandemic was how are we going to make that work now when we're all doing this online together? Mm-hmm. Um, and Riley started like composing them during post. And I know based on his schedule that he's not spending a whole hell of a lot of time on these. <laughs> I'm really not. <laughs> but they usually one pass. <laughs> yeah, but they've like uh, the latest episode we had with Mike Mitchell, and they've all been great. But like the Mike Mitchell episode, if you're listening, check it out. It's about Borley Rectory. Like Riley is in the past month or two is like bringing in like John Carpenter level like Ooh. like accompaniment to the show. I mean. It is taking our show to, I feel like, next level. And I feel like I can only brag about it because I have nothing to do with that aspect of it. So (laughs) it's just awesome when I've spent or Bryce has spent time researching these these topics. And then, you know, because we kind of write out a script. It's almost like doing an essay or a book report every week. And as Riley said, we've we've started to include more of the the, our guests into doing Mm -hmm. dialogue for it. Um, but man, the music is just getting incredible. And uh, mm-hmm. now I'm like yeah. telling people like, listen to this for the, for the soundtrack. <laughs> like the we, soundtrack. I, and, and I think like within a, a few months we could release like a high strangeness soundtrack. Cool. Yeah. We've been and, talking about it and people have and been it, starting to do ask it. about it. Yeah, you know, uh, like it's, it's really cool. So we're, that's my long ass winded oh. way of saying we're very, Lucky to have a um, uh, engineer and producer who's not only like provide all provides all the equipment and the editing to, <laughs> to do this show, <laughs> but then is also like this brilliant fucking accompanist and oh. and uh, on top of it and composer. So I feel like that's me with with like Pat with me because every time I send him something like graphic wise or whatever, he's like, "Dope, love it, love it, can't <laughs> wait." He starts posting it, and I'm like. Cool, yeah. <laughs> but but like cool. my obviously my shit. I, I know how talented Riley is, so that's that's awesome that you guys are uh, in full swing with that, and you're yeah. found your groove with his music, and that's cool. Well, it's nice because then that like inspires Bryce and I to pick up our game and go. All right, let's add a little bit more dialogue, mm-hmm. and maybe this is a cool place. There could be some sound effects here, so. You know, it used to be the the stories of high strangeness. And when I say that, if you're listening, you're not aware of the show. So high, you know, we're talking about stories like the Roswell crash or mm-hmm. uh, the Hopkinsville Goblin incident. You know, mm-hmm. these stories from uh, from history about haunted houses or UFO encounters or alien abductions or weird monsters. Um, it really, like, forces us to think creatively about it and originally it was just kind of us bringing it in individually as sort of a surprise for that day and now i feel like it's really become a situation where the three of us are bringing our strengths to it and uh it's a nice way to stay 
in, invested and excited about making the show. Yeah, that's what's I saying. agree. I, I think we all kind of like keep r- like raising the bar a little bit on each other and mm-hmm. just seeing like how far we can push this thing. And also, thanks, Michael. That I feel very appreciated. That's really oh man, nice. I mean, I love you to death. Yeah. In love, it's fest. true. Likewise. It's happy hour. This is happy. Yes. Making me happy. <laughs> making everybody happy. <laughs> I mean, believe. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm not gonna lie. Like if. If if even if it, I I would love you regardless I'd love you if your music was shit and you're still making it for the show Trash. it would be awesome but the, the, the fact that you're doing it and it's incredible is also awesome yeah, I don't love you any awesome. less I feel like this is where he says I wouldn't tell you if I didn't like it and no, <laughs> of, course, of course not I mean look right? I would be thrilled regardless but the fact yeah. is it's sort of like when you have and this is not to condescend to Riley but I feel like it's apparent we're like hey man I'm just happy that my kid is playing playing the game and out there and giving yeah. it an effort. And then the difference between that and a parent who's like, and again, I'm not his dad. I'm not, not trying to make you a kid. Yeah. I'm just, but the difference between like, holy fucking shit. Did you see what my kid just did out there? He's fucking incredible. Go going all awesome. state. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so Pat, should I tell them about Jane and the gray portal kid story? Ooh. In one sec, you should. Okay. Um, there's um you about to so do I don't know, um yeah oh. so damn that brown I don't usually drink brown nails but that was really nice so you know shout out to Birdsong again shout out to Birdsong but speaking of high strangeness let's get into this jalapeno pale ale <laughs> whoa <laughs> this what? is some high yeah. strangeness right here that is um so I don't I I'm so nervous about I'm, it yeah that sounds so uh, I'm gonna hit you with some facts on this and this is gonna make it even scarier all right Drew oh, um. Yeah, hold on. Let's, let's hold on and gun. Oh, oh. Um, they, they so, even say on the bot on the can is, is it spicy? spicy? <laughs> <laughs> like so, yeah, so, so boys, here we go. Which is just that's just shorthand for will it burn coming out of my dick hole? <laughs> yeah. So it's normal lager looking color, right? But um, oh, I smell it. I smell the hell. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh um, shit! Uh, and so they use forty pounds of fresh jalapenos in each batch. They oh. remove about ninety percent of the seeds. First canned in twenty fifteen. This is the first beer they ever put in cans. Um, oh, yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. It uh, definitely tastes like a fresh jalapeno, but like it's not. Yeah, I like it. Smells it. like one too. It kind of smells like yeah. At first, I, like I thought it. you were saying they were claiming that was the first canned beer. It's the first canned beer ever, bud. <laughs> ever. Michael, this is Don't it. Don't question us. This, this is, is it. Like, History right facts. here. They're right, authorities on beer. They know what they're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, this they is kind of cool. So we kind of do. Yeah. So, well, speaking of, actually. On the internet. Oh, man. Oh, man. Us, us internet people. Um, they says this pair is good with uh, pizza, pizza, tacos, and barbecue. Best pepper beer out there. This is their number one selling canned beer, so that's kind of wow. crazy, honestly. I've never, I've never seen a pepper beer in the first place. No, no, no. That's cool. But is um, it spicy? What How you guys it? were talking about stepping things up. I think this is a way that these these people are stepping things up. Like, um, maybe we'll see more. You know. Like, yeah, because there's know, always been beers. trends never... in the beer world. There's always like some kind of trend that everybody's trying to follow. Yeah. Different yeah. kinds of maybe fruits people coming, are using. Maybe peppers shit. coming next. Maybe, but um, I wanted to say something about about um you guys were talking about how when riley 
step shit up with his with his scores and stuff. Then then you and Bryce, Michael, you and Bryce, uh, step up your game. It's kind of the same way of with me and Drew. Only Drew will be like, "Yo, I did this. I, I taught myself how to animate something," and I'm like, "Oh, it's sick. <laughs> uh, let's see it." And then he'll like send it, and I'm like, "Nah, you should change this thing." And yeah. he's like, "All right, cool." And then he changes it, sends it back. And I'm like, "All right, dope. That's cool. Let's post that." And then I'm like, "Fuck." Well, Drew's doing all this like all this stuff, so I'm like, "How do I step it up?" You know. So my idea of stepping it up is like, "All right, we'll see how many more different companies of beers I can get sent to his house." <laughs> you know. And that's sh- important. That's yeah. integral yeah. to the show. That's like it's booking a, a guest. It you is know booking I mean? a guest. It's like. It's like I booked three guests for this episode, you know? Yeah. Yes. Drew doesn't count. Congratulations. So, thank you. Thank yeah. you. That is you difficult know. to do. <laughs> yeah. They were all on schedule, too. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, I don't know, man. It, but that's how I feel about it. It's like, um, we've had the last, fuck, Drew, how many, like, last 10 episodes? Were, yeah. Yeah. We, we, we were only on sponsor for the first three, three or four episodes, I think. Of this show. And then, yeah. yeah. Of, of the this show. season. Yeah um but it's cool and i feel like having a podcast that's heavily about one thing which is beer Mm -hmm. it's easy to get sponsors because people want their people want to talk about you know beer i mean unless you're doing a show about bigfoot and ufos (laughs) in which case (laughs) it's the cot you know look we we have a we have a podcast that's part of a cottage industry i would say but uh, (laughs) but it's thankfully relevant right now i feel like bro i i was talking to drew about this um not that long ago i was like man they kind of like had it they had a thing and then like they honed it but there was probably some kind of audience there that they just was like a t- like they they wanted it, you know. Like you probably get you guys probably there was probably an audience there that like needed your show. Yeah. And then when you guys made it, they were just like, "Fuck, this is our thing," you know. Yeah. Like This is the show we've been waiting for. There's always an audience for that strange, weird thing, you know. Like, yeah. I mean, it's X X Files showed that. Like all these mm-hmm. shows that got really popular. It even came back, to, you know. What did y'all do? Any coverage about the new X Files or those stories that came out? You know, funnily enough, we really haven't done uh, an X Files resurgence uh, stuff because I, I, I was a huge X Files fan growing up. Turns out, uh, Riley, you were too. Oh yeah, massively. Yeah. Turns out, our co-host, who should be the most X Files out of all of us. Bryce Johnson has never seen the X Files. It's like so makes no sense at all. There, there. I've kind of got it sitting in the left wing, thinking, okay. okay, at some point we have to either on the Patreon or somewhere on the show mm-hmm. do like we're gonna watch, we're gonna make Bryce watch the X Files and talk about it. Every but episode. I've. I've already tried to do this with him in Twin Peaks, and he's a Mm. very stubborn Mm. student where Bryce is great. (laughs) Bryce is is honestly one of my favorite people on the planet. Sometimes getting him to sit down and focus is a little tough, Um, which is really funny when you hear him complain about trying to get his son to do uh, Zoom distance learning school schooling. (laughs) Because I'm like, buddy, I I think I know how this feels. (laughs) Every week. (laughs) Right. Uh, But uh, but I, I think it's there. And 
full disclosure, I have not seen the final, final season that just came out a year or so ago. Um, I saw the I, I saw the first reboot season, but I haven't sat down and watched the second reboot season because I didn't have cable at the time or like live TV at the time. It was like when I switched mm-hmm. to streaming and then it wasn't mm-hmm. available for a minute. And then I just haven't gotten around to it, but I I, I will because uh, I hear too. there's a brilliant Bigfoot episode in the Ooh, final like six episodes, six or ten episodes, yeah. But yeah, as Dude, far as the uh, audience thing you guys were talking about, like I think there is a huge paranormal audience out there. There's tons of people that are mm-hmm. interested in it as a, a podcast topic, and I think what what we the tone that we found and what like we got lucky with and I think works for us is a lot of the paranormal stuff is like very serious, you know, and, or, or it's like making fun of it. And like, these people are crazy Mm. and it's like, there's not a lot. I mean, there's definitely some, uh, podcasts in a similar vein as ours, but where it takes the topic seriously and it takes people's experiences seriously, but we don't take ourselves too seriously. And we, Mm. it's funny. Like we want to have fun. Life is funny and weird things are funny too. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I think that, like you said, like there were a lot of people that just wanted that. Like, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's an interesting way of like looking at these strange things in life mm-hmm. that kind of open up broader questions. And well, and I wanted that. Like, I pitched yeah. the show to Bryce originally, and I'm I'm a huge podcast listener. Like, I okay. I, I I almost have an illness with it. Like, <laughs> I I went from being like very aware of like the cool indie bands and really being into music to suddenly around you know my my mid to late 30s kind of making this strange transition into almost exclusively listening i still listen to music but like Mm -hmm. exclusively listening to podcasts and i'm not sure where that started i think it i think it began with doing like road trips back to kansas city and just wanting to have company and then with the advent of just like how much easier it was to get them on your phones and everything yeah but i'm a big fan of last podcast on the left and I, I i i'm a big fan of my favorite murder and the thing that i always thought was you know last podcast they go paranormal and true crime and then my favorite murder really corners that true crime and i kept thinking why isn't there a podcast that sort of goes the other direction and really tries to corner corner mm. the paranormal and 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 the um the the unexplained so that's really the the beginning of this idea came from that going i want that because i i love coast to coast i love coast Mm -hmm. coast am but it's also not what it used to be you know uh you know and and (laughs) you know when you get like when you get episodes where like george nori is getting his good buddy roger stone on the show to like talk about how you know uh how how like beleaguered he is and ill-treated he is <laughs> i'm like well why the fuck do i want to listen to this guy about ghosts and ufos now you Fully, know what yeah. i mean like art bell i mean and look i there was an era of george nori that i i love and i and i really love him as a radio personality but mm-hmm. i started to go you know this show isn't passing the sniff test anymore they're trying to <laughs> act, actively feed us some kind of bullshit yeah and um I just wanted to be like, let's get back to the stories. And look, our personalities are a big part of the show. We're obviously three pretty liberal guys. Um, we've gotten yelled at a couple times for being Ooh. a little too left-leaning. But honestly, most of our audience is too. But we're not trying to do anything but other, but, but sort of like check in with what's happening now with UFOs mm. and the paranormal. And then 
talk to our guests about their personal paranormal history and any weird mm-hmm. experiences they've had and then preserve some of these stories and archive some of these stories and try to retell them the best we can. Um, all in sort of the effort uh, to A, have fun with it at the end of the day and keep it entertaining, but then also destigmatize um, the experience of having something that you can't explain because that's, I think, all become really important to us is mm. don't just call somebody nuts because they've seen something weird. Let's acknowledge that they believe they've seen something weird and then try to take it from there. You know, sometimes mm. we might go, eh, maybe this person is struggling with some mental health issues, but most of the time we really feel like they've seen something that defies the laws of physics and reality. And we've ultimately find that, fascinating and that's what it should be about you know yeah yeah i really like your first episode that you you kind of set it up like look this is what we're going to get into so i'm going to go ahead and put my vulnerability out i'm going to say what happened to me or what my paranormal experience was and so you know that i'm not trying to like pick on other people or you know whatever it made it very clear and you know it was pretty concise and yeah i really like that because it was very uh, you connected with it, you know? Mm. Yeah, because I struggle with having a, a couple weird things that I can't explain. And as somebody who's um, also suffered from, like, night terrors and, oh. you know, when I get anxious, I have, like, late-night hallucinations, you know, I'm very aware of how I'm going to sound. And then also that stuff is just scary. <clears throat> um, so the, when you, so I feel like I know the difference between, okay, this is my brain being overactive and then something that is standing outside my window that me and my two dogs see at four o'clock in the morning <laughs> yeah. and truly was terrifying, you know, that my dogs yeah. are the ones who alerted me to, yeah. um, and I, and I can't explain to this day and never will be able to explain in my entire life. So that that I'm glad. Thanks for saying that because it is it is a it's it's and then also on top of that, to be a guy who's trying to like make it in a very public uh, arena uh, industry in arena, yeah. To go well, you know, are we gonna sound? And I think Bryce maybe he hasn't said this so much, but I think Bryce also has kind of struggled with that too. Just being like, look, I can I be? Can we pursue being an actor that's taken seriously, which is already a hard thing to do? And then also be actors that are who who are open to the idea of Bigfoot existing, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but so, I think we find that a lot of people are interested in this topic. Yeah, and pe- more people have experiences than you would expect. I think that's the other thing we learned. It's like, is that's the thing I thought about? I was like, we're gonna ask all these actors and comedians and musicians like every week, like, so you ever seen a ghost? And like, a- ask all these people to take the subject seriously too. And mm. what's been amazing is that they pretty much all do. And pretty much everyone's had an experience. Even a lot of times they come on and they start and they're like, oh, nothing's ever happened. And they're like, oh, but this one time, you know, I talked to a ghost in depth. Like, it's just like, <laughs> <laughs> like so it's, That's it's what's uh, yeah, it's cool. So I know I sent you guys some notes before this, but, um, <clears throat> like I said, there's some, some shit's going to come up since we're, uh, you know, as we go through this thing. So I was thinking about it. Uh, this won't apply to me or Riley, but um, Michael, I know you've done some paranormal-esque uh, roles. And Drew, I know you have you have a fucked up mind. So um, <laughs> do you think, um, do you think, 
just like in just your i don't know acceptance of some of this stuff is like maybe influence how you may like maybe audition for a role or you think about a character or interesting do you think do you think it influenced you at all like oh i think i'm going to take this character a little bit more serious because i actually think that whatever this person is going through could actually happen well i'll tell you this i have not thought about that ex- 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 like exclusively in regards to the podcast but that's i really love that question and that actually taps into something that they teach you in theater class which is never judge the character that you're playing you know in the old example and it's a little it's a bit of a broad one but the idea of you know if you're playing a bad guy don't play him as a bad guy play the bad guy as the guy who thinks he's the good guy you know mm. if you're lex luthor you really believe that superman is bad and this That's is a good why. example yeah, yeah. And, you know and the one we would get in theater class a lot is like and none of us ever got this role oddly enough but if you're playing <laughs> hitler you don't oh. play hitler as an evil as the evil dictator nazi you play hitler as as the guy who thinks he's doing the world a big fucking favor yeah and and that i think does two things one it makes that character immediately more complex it sort of it it sort of prevents the actor from doing the old mustache twirling melodrama mm. and just being like well he's a bad guy so i'm gonna play him like a fucking bad he's guy a psychopath yeah it's very yeah and, that, and that's very general because it's like okay well what's a psychopath sure. you know what i mean yeah, yeah. like let's get specific about it and then the other is that no one in their narrative believes that they are the bad person uh, mm. now arguably there are some uh iago comes up in shakespeare he plainly tells the audience i'm a, i'm doing this because i'm a villain but even then okay now we've actually have the tech support the text the text support not tech support but the text the words we had tech support we it on this shakespeare here but that's a case but that's a case where the author and the words are actually telling you how the character sees themselves and then you get to kind of go all right this guy thinks he's a bad guy why and then if he's just doing this to fuck with people why what's his expectation what is he going to get out of it so you know there are always the exceptions that, br- that break the rules but for the most part people go through their lives thinking that they're the hero in their own story sure yeah 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 but i mean has that inv- ever influenced you personally like you're like all right well i believe that this dude is you know definitely believes in this type of paranormal shit so i'm gonna go full in like this guy is definitely going to believe this or... I try I try to do that all I guess what I'm trying to say is I try to approach every character that way already. I've never thought of it in terms of like linking that to the idea of like the witnesses into of maybe I'm misunderstanding the question but like witnesses <laughs> of the unexplained. I haven't made that connection but I think that is a very smart and astute connection. Um because it's just I think the 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 connection that you're making is that at the end of the day, people experience their own reality yeah. through whatever veil that they experience it. Yeah. And they have to believe. <clears throat> if they think they saw a ghost, even if they're wrong, even if they just actually saw a cat caught in a sheet running across mm-hmm. a countertop that knocked over a vase, I think most of us would be able to recognize that. But yeah. um, 
but even if they're wrong, they still think that they've experienced that. And yeah. you have to treat that person's experience as real to them. And yeah. I think that translates to characters that you're playing 100%. Even if you know that character is making a mistake, or even if you know because you've read the whole script that ultimately they're supposed to be the bad guy, you have to look at them and be like, well, they're experiencing this story in a very different way than Superman is. Mm. And so why are they looking at Superman in a different way than Lois Lane is and the and in a different way that the audience would be? I see. How about speaking, you, Drew? Speaking of perspective versus reality, I think I think I, I should just go like I feel like that he summed it up very well. I don't I really don't have much to say to to add to that. But I mm-hmm. think I could tell them the J- Jane and the Grey portal story because oh, this yeah. kind of relays into this how you feel and about I, this real quick because i know how i feel about jane and the great portal story oh that's good it's strange i like it i yeah Catherine, my wife is. wanted to try it so she she's she oh, ran off with it Catherine, right? how you feel about it no i'm just playing uh, it's, anyway it's nice um, is it spicy is it, is it burn it's is not it like too like spicy a, dude i'm spicy? just sipping it like you it's, think you think you're gonna hit like um some kind of like you know, sometimes when you hit a jalapeno, you like bite into a jalapeno on a taco or something, and it's like hits you in the back of the throat. Sure, sometimes yeah. nothing. It's just like yeah, that. it's just like that fresh jalapeno taste. Yeah, it's, it's like flavor, a fresh flavor. Yeah. yeah, it's like a fresh flavor and not like a. But yeah, get, strap so, in. You're about I'm to hear, this. To hear about Jane in the uh, listen. We portal, love portal. Portal is a trigger word on Ooh, our podcast. Is it? Oh, we'll get triggered, bro. <laughs> we Here are, we go. We, in a <laughs> good way. Good. In a good you way. You might be looking at me differently after this. Oh, uh, no, I, I right. hope. I'm so, so excited for how no, you're gonna look I at him. So, yeah. I'm so sad. Bryce isn't here. All of a sudden. So okay. this is what's, what's crazy about this is this is my very first memory like of my life. The very first mm-hmm. memory I've ever had. Go in, Drew. And uh, I've already talked about this in the podcast. It's kind of kismet that we ha- eventually had you guys as guests because you were all about this and whatever. And I- I'm sad that I didn't save this story until this, but I'm going to say it again, and our listeners can just enjoy it one more time. Um, I was young, obviously. First memory, three-ish, maybe four. And I remember I was staying at this house uh, that had it's very like two bedroom ish the hallway that went to the bedrooms and a, and a couch that like kind of came through the hallway. So basically the hallway is kind of elongated by the couch. Okay. And, um, I remember I was, might've been playing with my brother or something and I was running and I fell. I actually don't remember why I fell or what I was doing right before running from the hallway. So I fell behind the couch and I remember I looked back and I saw probably a six foot gray portal, like from all like the hallway to the floor, gray portal. And I looked back at it for a couple seconds and then all of a sudden it disappeared. And like for the longest time, I obviously as my brain developed and I started getting more memories and things like that, I realized that that was strange, like something was odd about that and the more I learned about life and learned about you know stuff like aliens and and all this random other stuff that that uh, you learn as you obviously grow older and you see new things and hear new things I was realizing like wait my first memory was a paranormal experience like that's the very first thing that I ever experienced and I would like I always felt like I was different in some way or I wanted to be different. I, I rebelled in high school. I tried to like 
uh, I don't know, you know, dress different or be different or, or be the class clown, you know, whatever. And I always kept thinking like, I'm straight up an alien. <laughs> like something happened, like I might be an alien. But as I developed more and I just, I really appreciate that as being my first memory. And it's like one of those things, the perspective versus reality. There's, there's the human in me knows that it wasn't, I didn't really come from a great portal or if I did, it doesn't mean I'm an alien. But I remember thinking for the longest time that that was something cool that I got to experience and that I got to have that nobody else did, you know, or, or that I, I can't, you know, I didn't know anybody else that had that to have this feeling of like the very, the very first thing that I experienced was this supernatural thing. And I don't know what could have influenced it because at that time I wasn't watching TV that I could remember, you know, obviously I didn't have any memories. So I, I don't know what, why, or what that was, but I don't see it as a mystery anymore. It's just more like, all right, I have a vivid imagination or whatever it may be, but there is a slight chance that I might be an alien. <laughs> I'd put it at more than slight, knowing you for a little while. I think this all checks out, <laughs> to right? be quite honest. <laughs> Whatever y'all just saw me going. <laughs> yeah. Did I just, yeah, did you just yeah. side blink? <laughs> yeah, I'm about to side blink on y'all. <laughs> Wait, dude, you know what you got to do? You, you got to go do some uh, hypno-regression uh, therapy. You got to go get Ooh. regressed. That, which is, by the way, our our catchphrase that's how we close uh, every episode and uh oh, yeah. really you gotta go get regressed drew gotta go get regressed. <laughs> yeah drew, i have a couple i have a couple questions for you <laughs> go for it i love this story first of all Thanks. um so do you think that you popped out of that portal into the hallway i think i did i i feel like i feel like i did i or at least for the longest time i thought that i popped out of the portal but like you know, when you get older or you start, I mean, obviously you said there's something because I heard the shadow story that you told uh, with the dogs and it was just something that you can't explain. You kind of accept it as something you can't explain, right? Mm -hmm. It's just like, I can't explain it. I'll think about it from time to time, but it's just like, all right, this is something I can't explain. I'll move on. And that is kind of like how I felt about the gray portal. It's just that it's, I can't explain it, but mm -hmm. I do think that, yes, I came from it. Okay, so next question. Obviously, <laughs> well, not obviously. Like, did I mean, were you raised by your parents, like your natural parents? Mom, yeah. So your mom, yeah. so your mom, obviously remembers a time before you were in the portal, correct? Yeah. Uh, there's, there's, <laughs> there's baby pictures. There's baby pictures mm -hmm. of me. There's all kinds. Of, so that's what I like. I, I'll, I'll. This is really. Uh, this is pretty personal, which is good. But um, I've not been shy about being personal on this podcast because I get tipsy, you know what I'm saying? But my relationship, my relationship with my dad has never been good. Like, I, I, until, I, I'm going to say, not, not say never, but maybe like later on in life we became friends and all that stuff. But like, uh, they divorced when I was a baby, you know, I kept, okay. you know. And so a lot of the times I would always, like when I was a kid, because I didn't have a dad always there, I wish I had a dad or like I was hoping that maybe there was another dad somewhere that, you know, da, da, da. So that was like one personal thing as a kid. So it could be some kind of like, I don't, I, you know, I don't know if that has representation of, of like, oh, this is the other place I come from. I know I have my mom, but if I'm just if I'm coasting with you here. Yeah, it could be. And I'm obviously not a therapist or psychologist, <laughs> but it could be like, oh, I, I know where my I know my mom is this, but 
but when it comes to the other branch of the tree, it might as well just be a gray portal that I popped out of. Yeah. Well, which is because actually I find this fascinating because also it could just be a thing that it's a memory where there was actual some sort of paranormal experience happening yeah. in your house that just made an impression on you that maybe you didn't pop out of that portal or maybe have the memory of mm. looking back and seeing something strange behind you, um, mm. whether your house was haunted or something else. But um, And mm. that, that would actually be my next question. If you're like, have you shared this memory with your mom? Have you talked to her about this at all? Well, no, this never... deep Mississippi, you know. We just keep that uh, in mind. You can't, <laughs> deep like, Mississippi, anything, so we got to keep that in mind. With, with, uh, anything psychology-related... Oh. Or paranormal related <laughs> Mississippi, Mississippi do not they they do not fuck with that. So well, that's a go- okay, great. But I thought you don't have to get too psychology deep. But you could just I think you could say, "Hey, mom, I know this is gonna sound weird. Did you ever see anything weird in that house? Because I have a memory of seeing something strange in the house, and you yeah. know, or not. Don't even offer that." She's like, oh, She'll you probably you, ask you me mean the why. portal? You talking the about the portal? great portal that we came from? <laughs> honestly, <laughs> honestly be... Riley jokes, but sometimes parents are like, well, I mean, I did see the great portal a lot, <laughs> yeah. but I thought oh, that was maybe fuck. just me. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I feel like, yeah, and Jane Jane and the great portal kids. So Jane is the mom, obviously, in that Shout situation. out, Jane. Shout out, Jane. Thank you for uh, everything. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for saving me from those aliens. We talk about Jane way too much on I this know, show. I love my mama. I have one more <laughs> thought on this, if you'll okay, humor me. Please. Uh, which, for me, I've come to learn that I think some of my earliest memories, and this is not to take the wind out of your sails, but just something to think about, and still is interesting. Take that if it wind, is, bro. Take that wind. Is that some of my earliest memories, I think, are dreams that I've mm. had. And, um, and some of them, I think, are memories early memories that replayed themselves as dreams multiple times recurring as a, as a small child. Cause mm-hmm. I can remember pretty far back. I remember Christmas when I was two, I remember my mm-hmm. third birthday. Um, mm-hmm. and I don't, I, I don't know why, but I, I have a pretty good memory and early memory. And, but I do know that some of those really early childhood memories also get intermixed a little bit with some recurring dreams that I had. Yeah. And some of those were pretty trippy dreams. So I'm also wondering, as you were hearing this, because you were like, I don't remember what happened before. I don't remember what happened after. Well, I just remember being in the hall that I went, oh, I wonder if this is like your little boy brain mm-hmm. just dreaming. I, I do. And you I remember do, that. Yeah. I, well, I do remember what happened after, okay, which, I uh, which I guess I didn't share, which was that I was playing with my brother. And so I assumed that we were playing the whole time. Um, but... I I do definitely agree with you that <clears throat> the dreams that come through because like a lot of I'm the same way a lot of my memories are dreams that I have and I, they're so vivid and I can't like I it's like almost scary how they are more vivid than the actual things that happen 100%. to me hundred mm-hmm. percent but yeah and I I think about this all the time because it's also like yeah I have some because ver- I had horrible nightmares as a kid. And those are ju- those memories are just as real as real to me as some of my early early memories. And then some banal ones like I, I have a very vivid memory of my cousin who's seven months younger than me. She's standing in our grandfather's living room and she's in a diaper and she's baby talking. And I remember thinking 
looking at her and going, oh, she doesn't know how to talk yet. And, I, and I'm only seven <laughs> months older than her. Uh, but I remember this like, little, little smugness <laughs> of like, oh, she's still a baby. She doesn't know how to talk yet. So that, so what's odd about that is so I would have had to have been under two years for that to happen. And, and that's one of my, early, I think that's my earliest memory. But I also remember that happening more than once. I think that happened in real life and then i dreamt that memory uh Mm. as a recurring dream as a kid Mm. because i also have the memory of going oh this is happening again and my theory has been and this is based on no science but my theory has been is like maybe when you're a little kid your brain starts to warm up the memory machine by replaying some of these little impacts and little recorded memories in your sleep to kind of train your brain to go, okay, we're building up our memory banks here, so let's play the the Cousin Katie tape a couple times just to get this little boy's brain into you know, yeah. building up a memory. Now, obviously, there's brain scientists out there that would be like, that's not at all how it works, but I don't know. I the, have the memory of that. Michael, you know? if you're telling me there wasn't a gray portal... There was well, a gray portal. <laughs> I'm saying there could be a gray portal, and it could have happened, and then you dreamt it a couple times. I don't, I don't know, but I'm just saying no. those those early memories are so f- are so tricky because it's like, mm, yeah, they could be a dream, they could be real. I don't know. I'm fascinated by it. I will say, I, I'm gonna. I just, don't disbelieve you. I, I, thank mm. you. I don't know <laughs> if I believe most of it, but I mean, about it's my own life, and I still have a hard time figuring it out. But anyway, I will say this about reoccurring dreams. Did y'all get? reoccurring dreams f- about it when it came out like when it yeah. like the the tv version uh tim, well, yeah, curry. tim curry yeah when it came on tv why did they put that tv on the tv for kids to watch and there was a clown in it and everybody thought Bruh. oh kids can Bruh. watch that i'm gonna let you in on something drew that was not for kids at the time <laughs> i know but, no, no, but the, it just that. happens happen happened so that kids uh saw it and mm-hmm. um, not a good look. There were know. only three channels back then. You saw know, everything. You, saw saw you yeah. did see everything. Dude. You know, it, it, but then again, you see Tim Curry in that, and then you see him in Rocky Horror Picture Show, and you're like, who the fuck is this guy? You know? And then you see him in Clue, and you're like, this is the funniest guy yeah. ever. This, <laughs> this is, is the, the best guy. guy. You know, like, I love this guy. Let's go, let's go invite this guy over. You know, Riley, let's did see you what's have, up. Did you have Tim Curry It Nightmares? I didn't. I managed to avoid it. It, I, uh, it scared me enough just like knowing the existence of it that i was just like nope 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 nope. i rewatched it before the new one Mm. i rewatched it but right before the new one came out to this day honestly i don't know it's like way different yeah it's way different you still haven't seen the original well please don't like i I, as the kid in me say don't but if you want to debunk your fear of it you can watch it as an adult uh it is still kind of creepy but in a weird like you know, early '90s movie was yeah. that '90s? What is that? Yeah, 90s? yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I I'm older than you guys. I think I know I'm yeah. older than Riley, so I assume I'm older than you guys. But uh, so it came out. I think it came out when I was like, honestly, it might have been the '80s, dude. Because I was in elementary school still, so well, it might have been like at the cusp of the '90s. If someone wants to Google check, I was this. born in '88, and it came on TV, so probably '93-ish. Oh, I would hmm. guess. Yeah, Is maybe. It, unless, unless they replayed it like it came out and then they, they played it on they, TV. They might it's have. 1990. It, 1990. That makes sense. So I was in the fifth grade. So I remember 
truth be told, read the book mm. as an adult, never seen the second half of the TV miniseries, and never saw the second movie. Because um, no. so I saw no the idea. I saw the the first half of the TV miniseries as a kid, and I was like. Yeah, this is not for me. I'm going to be terrified. <laughs> no, and then I remember this. talking about it with kids at school, and they're like, and then he turns into a big spy. I was like, just tell me what happens because I'm yeah. not going back there. Yeah. But that yeah. for me was not – I didn't have nightmares about Tim Curry it, but I had nightmares about uh, E.T., and oh. I had nightmares about Michael Jackson at the end of Thriller when he turns the Ooh. camera and has the yellow eyes. That Bro. shit fucked me up. And both of those showed up at my window in my dreams as a kid. I was literally talking about Thriller. So Thriller came on. I was We were driving to the store today, and Thriller came on, and I was like, oh, shit, Thriller. You know, like, I was excited, like, you know, you know, doing the whole the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And my wife's like, what the fuck? Like, how do you know these moves? <laughs> like, why, what is going on here? And I'm like, oh, this shit scared the shit out of me at some point in my life. So it Dude. is ingrained in my brain. Mm-hmm. So, like... Yep. And I was like, oh, man, you know, if you never fuck with Thriller at the time, I'm like, go ahead. Go ahead. It's still creepy. You Dude, know? that was one of my first cassette tapes, and I used to listen to it on repeat on my little, like, little yeah. boombox. We forget now, and, uh, like, it was the biggest thing ever. I mean, Thriller was as big as, like, fucking Star Wars back in the mm-hmm. day. Like, it yeah. was huge. I yeah. mean... And I could watch the video part. Any part that was part of the song, I was okay with. But the pre-show where he turns into a werewolf and the and the mm-hmm. shot at the very end when he has yellow eyes, I was mm-hmm. terrified of. 82. And that, that, that's like, as a kid, I feel like you have such a love-hate relationship with the things that you, you enjoyed because you're sort of always navigating in a story like, is this a good part or is this a scary part? You know what I mean? Like you can't, you can't kind of step back and see the whole thing as, yeah. as a whole. You're kind of going on the journey the way you would a roller coaster ride. Mm-hmm. And so I always knew like, okay, this is the part I do not want to see, but this part I love. But it's funny as an adult going back and discovering now that there's like, oh, there's like gaps in movies that I yeah. thought I'd seen, yeah. but I hadn't seen certain scenes from because I was too scared to see or wasn't allowed to see as a kid. So you kind of go back and fill in those gaps and go, oh, my God, I can't believe I was ever terrified of this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing that got me, like, bad as a kid was, did, did you guys see Ernest Scared Stupid? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, my God, Dude. yes. That like- Bro, I broke my leg at the time, and, like, I was sitting up in the bed, like, oh, fuck, I got a broken leg. You know, I can't go anywhere. I can't do shit. Uh-huh. So my parents just popped me up in a bed, like, oh, just watch TV. You know, you're broken, you know? <laughs> and I was like, all right, cool. And uh, it was around this time, and yes, go ahead Dude, with this story, because fuck the part, that. The part, fuck that. Fuck, seriously. That is not a movie that's appropriate for children. <laughs> not at all. It, like, scarred me. But, like, there's mm-hmm. a part where the... I don't know if it's a little boy or a little girl. I don't remember that. But she's she's in bed, just, like, laying there, and then, like, flips over, and there's this fucking little troll there that's like... <laughs> and it's like... <laughs> oh, no. Like, like, for years, I would lay in bed and be like, it's right behind me. It's, I know it's right behind me. It's right We there. are kindred right spirits, my dude. I'm <laughs> telling I you never... right now... Dude, what I never got was like years. the generation just under me, like just a couple years, like a two. Not, I mean, we're technically the same generation, but like the kids, like two or three years behind me, is when like Goosebumps got big. 
right? Mm-hmm. Like we didn't have my class, like my age group. We had choose your own adventure. We had mm-hmm. things that were inherently scary for one reason or another, like uh, like the troll in the bed. Although I guess it's, but then and 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 then we had like there was you either had choose your own adventure or you had Jason or Freddy. You didn't mm-hmm. have scary shit that was made explicitly for kids. You just had PG or R. That was all it was. Right, so right. It's funny no cuz the kids the kids behind me had like goosebumps and there seems to be this whole industry in the like early 90s that was like explicitly Stephen King for little kids mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. elementary school, whereas like we just had Stephen King. Like we didn't have, you know what yeah, I mean? You're from the harder like, generation. Bro. Yeah, we had Ghostbusters, and it was like this is a comedy, but it might also terrify you. Yeah. Who knows? Who cares? This is true. This but is like, true. are um, you so, afraid of the dark? Yeah, goosebumps. That's we, yeah, that's know, all like past say. my time. Yeah. So I have no memories of that stuff. But I, I meet people as adults who are like, oh my god, I love R.L. Stein. But like that stuff oh was god. all fun. That stuff was never like actually overtly scary. Something about Ernest scared Dude. stupid. <laughs> like it's like it's whoever, fucked up. Yeah, there like, was, like honestly, a sadistic person that was in charge of like props. Yeah. It's not okay. It like, it's not. It's not PG it's at not. all. Mm-hmm. I've never it's rewatched. Terrifying. It I've never rewatched. I, I, like, I don't want to see it. I've we never watched to. it either. I've Ryan, never we rewatched watch it. it for Halloween. <laughs> we should watch it for the Patreon. Bro, know, oh my God, you should. Like, that. straight up, I'm so glad you brought this up. I have never met another person that had the same experience. Honestly, like, me either. I but then again, up. though, I've never brought it up. What? You know, I'm just like, no, fuck that movie. You know, yes. I'm never going to see it again. I've brought it up a couple times, like, to crickets. And, like, so, like, <laughs> it's really nice to know that someone else was equally scarred Ooh, by that moment. Bro, my, my fear level just jumped. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> sweating a little. Just thinking about it. <laughs> well, this hot ass light to my right is definitely hitting me, but like, yes, it is. Oh, dude, I mean, dude, also, dude, I can't like, even. I'm gonna look it up right now. What year was this? There shit? was like you know that scene. Also, Pee Wee, Pee Wee's. Uh, that movie was also kind of really like would fuck with you. Large as a kid. Marge. Yeah. Yeah. Large Marge. Oh, that's like, a perfect example of like, okay, there's a scary part coming up here. It's also really funny, but it's also scary. And yeah. I would, I, 50% of the time, I'd, I'd cover my eyes, and half the time I'd be like, all right, I'm going to be brave enough to watch this part. Was, oh, my God. Yeah. Guys, guys, guys. All right. Hold on. This is fucked up. All right. So, Ernest Scared Stupid, 1991, mm-hmm. is filmed in Shelby Park, Nashville, Tennessee. Oh, oh damn. You fuck this. That troll going to come get me, guys. That troll going to come get me. God damn it. Dude, that troll is waiting for you in your bed. Oh, right fuck now. me. Damn. Really? Like, I don't even know where this Shelby. I'm going to have to look up where this Shelby Park is now. So like, yeah, what the hell? You have to go hell? there and face your Where in Nashville are you guys? I have friends in East Nashville. I'm in LA. We're okay. towards East. Like, okay. we're, we're that way. Um, a little bit. F- what east nashville is like basically a neighborhood you know yeah. um we're like a uh, a few miles east more gotcha. east than that yeah, yeah. You know? all right well um, I, I better warn them about the troll as well I yeah just, you fuck bro i don't even know where this shelby place is we're we're all gonna <laughs> die this damn troll speaking of trolls uh i gotta bring up our last topic speaking of trolls boating we need to go and get in I, I i bragged on last episode early poll voting got uh is now in Tennessee, so you know your boy went out and early voted. Nice. Had to brag on it. Drew already, Good boy. Uh, Good boy. Mm-hmm. Drew already I'm, did a breakout clip of it. It's hilarious. Oh, it, but, is, it is hilarious. But uh, um, how you guys feel about voting this year? I have voted I'm, already. I'm done. I yeah. did it yesterday. 
Nice. Congrats. Fucking yeah. Cheers to you guys. Yeah. Oh my uh, god. Kanye, I'm baby. Ha- just kidding. Kanye. <laughs> I'm like I'm Definitely like three quarters of the way with my ballot. Can someone can someone explain to me why he ended vice up on, as <laughs> vice president? I what happened? happened? I, I, I didn't get any news. No one no one has the answer to this. What 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 is this? I don't know. You know what's a bigger question is <laughs> that all of these crazy people think that uh JFK Jr. is still alive. And he's gonna replace Pence. I, can you replace what? a vice president? That's a QAnon. That's a that's oh, a yeah QAnon yeah yeah. No, it's true other. for real. People think this. And I'm also, like, I, I will tell how? you, I was on Martha's Vineyard the day that uh, JFK Homie Jr. Died. Michael, died. Okay. Michael. Whoa. So was yeah. I. What? Holy shit! Yeah, Riley. Dude. What? Seriously? It's the only time I've ever been there. That's oh fucking God. crazy, dude. Whoa, Wait. we were on the same island together on the True. same day. Like, we were like, <laughs> it was a tragedy. <laughs> on the day that's of a tragedy a bi- that a Kennedy. What died. a weird Bigfoot Collectors Club synchronicity. Dude, Dude, that's shit. crazy. Honestly, so, that's super crazy. I was on, so I was teaching summer theater there actually at a summer camp. Okay. And I was hanging out with a college friend of mine. She and I would go down to the <sighs> beach every day. And the beach where the plane parts washed up on was this. I think they've renamed it back to the original Native American uh, name. name, which I can't remember, and I apologize. But at the time, it was called Gayhead. It was called Gayhead Beach. I wonder why they renamed it. Um, <laughs> but we hadn't. But Abby and I hadn't been down to that beach yet, and so we're like, let's get, let's go, let's let's go down there today. And yeah. we had already heard on the news the night before that the plane had crashed or gone missing. Mm-hmm. So we were pulling up to the beach. And were stopped by like a police roadblock, and they're like, "Beach is closed. You got to turn around." And we're like, "What's happening?" It's like we have a lot of debris washing up on shore, <sighs> so all the wreckage was was showing up there. Oh, um, and we went back, and then it was like, then they discovered the body and everything. So it all look, Jeez. it all washed. I was there the day I saw the site where it all fucking washed yeah, up. It it's a tragedy. It sucks. It happened. Move on with your fucking lives. <laughs> Dude, everyone's going to say though. that we're plants now that we're both claiming to have. Yeah, I know, right? Oh, yeah, y'all that's why. Conspiracy theory. I'm kind of yeah. glad I brought up this crazy so I, you guys can make that connection. I'm more interested in the fact that like Riley and I may have been like... Like walked by each other or Walked something. by each other on yeah. a beach in Martha's Vineyard one summer. It's so cute. You're you like would have a... been like a little kid. I was like... Yeah. You would have been like... I was like... I was well. No, maybe not. A not. I was kid. I was, I think, junior high. I'm not that much. Yeah, than you. twelve. Like you would have been. Tw- I was like, I was like nineteen or twenty. It was the. So you wasn't been. it? The, it was the year that Blair Witch Project. Oh no, came out right because I remember we watched a screener of Blair Witch Project on that. Yeah. On that trip because my I was there at my friend's oh. parents' house and his his dad's like a executive so they're all bougie and have a place in Martha's Vineyard. Yeah, a lot of bougie. Yeah, a lot of bougie. summer parties I went to because I remember I saw American Pie in Oaktown. I uh, saw American Pie that summer there, and you I was did. like, literally felt like I was living in a summer that was looked exactly like the the movie American. I was like, yeah, it was all oh, teenagers in the theater, all the, who were all just came from the beach, and I was like, oh, I feel like man. I'm in American Pie. I feel like I'm in this movie this summer, yeah. and like went to these like amazing house parties out in the middle of the woods. <sighs> Got like doing keg stands for the first time in my I life. Love it. I love it. <laughs> Smoking I'm, way too much, uh, taking like painkillers, and there then being like, I love, you know, just like <laughs> I love this year. Up. This year is so good. Um, yeah. Speaking of, 
This is the year of dreams, 1999. We've talked about this before. This is the best year ever in in human history. Um, <laughs> I mean, other than the fact that JFK died a horror. I mean, but like yet. he couldn't hang, Junior. you know. He, apparently, he was a so. <laughs> so, 1999, year of dreams. We talked about it on this show quite a few times. This why is, is it the year, year of dreams. Oh my God! Look up 1999. That's why. <laughs> Remember okay. 1999. Um, American Pie. I'm pretty sure um, Britney Spears debuts. I'm pretty sure uh, all of that pop cult, that pop movement yeah, happens. Yeah, yeah we talked about this before on uh, the episode that just posted today that Riley's on. We talked about pop music and how it had just this crazy bubble that happened. I remember. And that. I'm pretty sure '99 is when I it happened. I remember being initially pissed. That yeah. like there you that go. music was taking over like I, the the grunge <laughs> stuff. Yeah, no, nineteen ninety nine is might be the the best year in pop culture history. Honestly. And there was like Spice a, Girls were big that year too. Oh yeah, huge, yeah, of course. huge. We talked about them too. I feel like there it's and there amazing. was also like a weird uh, internet sensation going on around that time as well. And especially oh, yeah. AOL, the, forty hours, AOL. forty hours free. <laughs> that disc in the mail, hitting hard. Forty bro. hours hitting free, hard. You know what I'm talking the about the mailbox. You're like, fuck yeah, I'm gonna be on this all forty hours, mm-hmm. all the time. But then it takes you get forty the hours phone, to get mom. on that bitch, you know? God, mom, what the fuck? Bro, I was chatting. I was chatting with the hottie down the street. Teen chat. This is teen chat. This is stuff I have no memories of. This is past my time. I was just on you college internet. I was just on college internet. I would just go to the college, <sighs> Bro. and then didn't uh. have internet for a while because I didn't grow up with it. So like, I was just like, well, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, you guys are all doing AOL chat, and I had no, no idea. Bro. Legit though, my wife had like nine screen names on AOL chat, and I, I knew them all. And it was she was the only person I chatted with at the time. We've known each other for like twenty years. That's amazing. So, thank you. It, it's. It's kind of crazy. I mean, it's... It, hold on. All right, so I'm going to bring up this thing. Best 20 things you wouldn't believe happened in 1999. Real quick. Let's see if this webpage loads real quick. Just so I can prove to you, 1999 was the best year ever. Oh, God. Okay? Hey, let's give it up. Y2K, ruining computers. Okay. PayPal was called one of the worst business ideas of the year. <laughs> this is why. Um, Hotmail accounts used... Pa- uh, uh, that, that happened. Ooh, Who I wants to be Hotmail. a millionaire premiered? iBooks were Regis. advertised. Yeah. Uh, DVD players were just starting to uh, happen. That was big for me. That was yeah. a game changer for me. Mm-hmm. Napster. Love DVD players. Napster. That's, I think Napster. That's the, Napster that was the, huge. the pinnacle of Bruh. music getting to the people. Bruh. Na- uh, Britney Spears is on the cover of Rolling Stone. Interesting. Oh, yeah. Teen not, Choice was happening. Uh-huh. I remember that cover. Um, She's in the yeah. TRL was still a thing. The Euro was first introduced. Oh, TRL Shit. was the thing. Yeah, NSYNC was opening for Janet Jackson. Uh, fuck and it, to think, other bullshit. And then think, uh, Justin was going to pull her bra down. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Years well, later. I know, I know. SpongeBob first aired, first year. 99, that's when it started. Yeah, Six Sense came out. See, that's never. Yeah, for me Wait, too. Wait, what came out? Six Sense. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, sure. Bill Gates uh, t- talked born. about smartphones for the born. first time. <laughs> yeah, he's born then. He put his first microchip uh, in a suburban mom. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there you go. There you go. But yeah, those are just some highlights. I'm telling you, wow. 1999. That's a good highlights, Pat. The year of dreams. You know what I'm saying? Spongebob is... Never seen an episode. 
Never I, seen a single episode of SpongeBob. Bro, that's SpongeBob, the gap I don't, between me and Grace. You know, Michael, I don't okay. get the thing with SpongeBob. I'm totally with you. I don't get it. I'm more of a Scooby Doo type of guy, well, you know? Well, and like, didn't, didn't you guys watch Ren and Stimpy? That, oh, well, I was going to say, Ren Come and Stimpy on. was like, yeah. the, that's where Peach. But that's, I've realized, I've learned because Grace is have younger you than watched? me. And she came up on SpongeBob, and so I've watched SpongeBob mm-hmm. with her, and I'm like, oh, this is Ren and Stimpy. Like, this is your Yeah, that's all inspired by that stuff. True, yeah. but have you watched Ren and Stimpy lately? Like, yeah. It's gnarly, dude. Yeah, it like, is. We, it's it crazy was. that that was on TV that we yeah. got to watch. There is an incredible documentary out right now called uh, Highly Recommended. I think you can rent it on Amazon Prime. Okay. Uh, it might be other places, too. It's called Happy, Happy, Joy, Joy. And it's the all it's right. the documentary about Spumco, the animation studio that formed to make Ren and Stimpy. And then their history with Nickelodeon as a channel. And then more importantly, uh, John Crickfalusi, who was the head animator and the creator, and what yeah. a problematic guy oh, really? he was. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, oh really? big time. Yeah, you should watch it. But um, it gets into it. It's not doesn't end great, you know, Shit. but uh, it's it. a fascinating documentary because the dude is Nuts. unbelievably talented as an animator, unbelievably mm. talented. Um, and really, as a young animation nerd, because that's what I wanted to do before I, I got into acting, is I, th- I wanted to be like a Disney animator. Oh, cool. I was addicted to like Looney Tunes cartoons and all that stuff. And that's one mm-hmm. of the big reasons I was like so into Ren and Stimpy, because it sort of was a throwback to old school, complicated, hand-drawn animation totally. made for the masses. And as the documentary talks about, like that's also very hard to do. So I remember as a kid, mm-hmm. like, all these episodes would be reruns or come out late and I never knew why I wasn't getting mm-hmm. new episodes and then you find out when you watch it watch it. But um great documentary. Cool. Really, really solid. All all, right. all, all, all three of you guys would love it. Happy, happy, Hell joy, yeah. joy. Watch we will check sure. we'll check it out. So with that, we should probably close out this episode. Um we'll we'll stick around for a little bit afterwards. But we gotta thank um his sponsor, Birdsong Brewing Company, Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, you know, dude, I was very surprised by this jalapeno beer. That was very. I thought I was scared of it. It's been sitting in the fridge for a hot minute, and I'm pretty psyched about it. I would actually go if I was there. I'd buy this shit. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's like one of the attractions. You know, it is. It's like the the roller coaster. You're scared of, but you're gonna hop on anyway. It's like it's like you go to the fair to get the funnel cake. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like one of those things. You've sold me. I want to try it. That sounds good. You, Riley, here you go. Here you go. I'll give you some. <laughs> <Poured it. laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just open <laughs> so we got out. Also, we got to thank you guys so much, and we got to say check out you know Bigfoot Collectors Club. Uh, it's on all streaming, uh, all the stuff. you know platforms and stuff. Where can we find you guys personally? Just so you can check out the content you're making. Uh, I'm Peace Drone at Instagram. That's pretty much the only social media I do. Uh, I also have an account at trash bag hashtag where I post photos of garbage. Um, oh, love that! And then uh, Michael, give give him all the all the the things for our show. And yeah, Michael. Yeah, and Riley is also you know Riley. I don't know if you know this. We tag you on all our Twitter stuff because there is a Riley Bray account with your picture that you never oh, yeah. use. <laughs> I started and abandoned it in like two thousand nine yeah, or and, something. And people are like. 
yelling at us that we don't we haven't put you in like the official credits of our twitter account i'm like he's not even on twitter it's <laughs> no, fine no. i'm just <laughs> tagging him to to be inclusive yeah. this is the and first he's got a nice this is picture the first that i've heard about that also i didn't even yeah, love it i tag you every week um you might you might start it again people are there are people following you and and then yelling at us that we're not including you on the twitter more so um funny. i didn't know that uh, so on Twitter we're at Bigfoot Pod, and then Bigfoot Collectors Club at Bigfoot Coll- Collectors Club on Instagram. Yeah. I'm at McMills, uh, M C M I L L Z Z or Z Z if you're in the UK mm. on both uh, Twitter and Instagram. But I'm mostly, I mean, if you want to know most, the best place to go get information about our shows on Instagram. I feel like you know we, cool. we yeah. do kind of cool. tweet tweet stuff out, but we're we're kind of our hub is really Instagram. I would say, okay. and we have a new episode every Wednesday. Uh, so you can find that. You can follow us uh, on all the inst- all, all the podcast apps. And then if you want to check out uh, our network's homepage, Campfire Media, you can just listen directly there. Uh, and that website is wearecampfire.media. And then you just so, pick, us, pick, pick, pick Bigfoot Collectors Club and check us out there. Okay. Is there, um, is there any... Um shows or um act, like acting things that we can check you out on anytime soon or that you can say i don't know what the fuck uh, i'll be straight up honest like i am in the in between jobs in the pandemic but most recently uh, and this is pretty recently i was in a few episodes of uh the first season of perry mason on hbo oh, so dope. check that out uh but yeah i so say just come come listen to the podcast we'd love to have you yeah uh, we uh, we we will love to go there <laughs> I don't know. Join us. <laughs> Did you guys have fun? I hope you guys had fun. Yeah. I mean, it was a blast. Thanks. Yeah. All right. Cool. It's so, always, you know, always a pleasure oh. hanging out with you guys. Thanks oh for having us. You know, yeah. you know, we just like, you know, just would love to crack a few beers, you know, crack, well, crack a few whiskeys, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, <laughs> you know, I it's been your really, See how much I have left in this thing. <laughs> well, how much you got? How the I biggest question is how sip. much you got in the glass? I haven't yeah. seen you taking a sip at all. I haven't seen you taking a sip. I took very little, but it's all gone now. <laughs> oh, oh damn! Okay, yeah. right. okay, okay. Bro, I, I, honestly, I did not see him take a single sip like the whole fucking time. Like and I poured a little splash in there too. So, did but, you? Oh shit! I started. Oh, I, you know, when I was talking about dreams, I was like. I I think I'm getting a little buzzed. I might just need to calm down. Just go for it. You know, that's kind of our motto. You kind of just got to go for it. Once, I mean, (laughs) once they send you like, you know, um, well, specifically with this bird song thing, they're all like low content, uh, alcohol. And we're like, Oh, cool. And Drew's Drew's saying that he's, he might just have to start doing tasters like tests because last go the Halloween episode, Drew, Drew's a little fucked up. You Once you saying? get over like seven, you're you're <laughs> headed into. I mean, like it's a some of those yeah. IPAs. I, I'm like, I might as well be taking psilocybin mushrooms. Like, if I drink too much IPA, I am like walking out Going in the crazy. trees and I am talking to them. You know, like, it's, uh, I yep. can't do it. That's how I felt the you last know? time I was on your guys' show. I was drinking IPAs. That's why I switched to a lager. Bro. I was like, I don't, I don't know. Can't do yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, straight up. So the episode we did after you. Uh, <laughs> go ahead go we ahead, had a friend we had we'll a friend Bri- yeah i'm gonna close that real quick right. uh, oh well fuck it all right i'll close it out and i'll tell you guys but anyways it's been you boys this is birdsong brewing company go check them out north carolina charlotte um shout out tara for hooking it up on this one it's been your boys pat Drew pasley this is happy hour quick sixer podcast yeah bye <laughs>